This is Room in the Trees, a podcast about living a creative life. Room in the Trees is hosted by Trent Reynolds and me, Sabrina Ward-Harrison. Show notes including pictures, links, video, and more for every episode can be found at roominthetrees.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Sabrina Ward-Harrison and at Trent Reynolds Art. And now, here's this week's episode. It's been a it's been a week. Oh, it's been longer than that. It feels like a lifetime has gone by this week. Just so much is going on. How are you doing right in this moment? Uh, right now I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, we we started teaching online, uh, so my kids' school was was um, you know postponed indefinitely. We so they're home and trying to do packets and packets of homework. Uh, and then the school I teach at is also close. And we are now, this is the, this is, we just finished day two of teaching online. And it's been a pretty major learning curve for both students and teachers because yeah. uh, we weren't really set up to do this before. So, um, but I'm feeling like I've got a handle on everything that I am responsible for in my classes and my kids all seem to be uh, able to connect to the classes online and get the homework and assignments done. So I'm feeling good. Is it, are you having, are you kind of just at your monitor just talking directly in or are you kind of trying to do demonstrations or screen sharing or how's it, how are you doing that? Um, just for the sake of, there are so many moving pieces. So just the sake of keeping it uh, simple for me, yeah. the, w- the way that I'm doing it right now is I pre-record a lesson um, and I can edit in, you know, demonstration or, you know, if I'm doing something in Photoshop, I can do, you know, you know record my screen. And um, today I was taking pictures outside um, and just doing a screen capture on my phone that I'll edit it in, into the video. Um, but then I post that. It, I try to keep it short, like five to seven minute video. Um, and I send out a link to that. And then I have broken up each class into three separate groups. And then uh, we meet on a video chat uh, through Zoom. Um, and I meet with each group separately for about 10 minutes. And that's where we like do some critique of the last project they work on and clarify anything that they didn't understand in the YouTube video and, uh, you know, just connect there. And then the rest of the time they're supposed to be working on their projects and getting them uploaded. So, wow, that sounds pretty streamlined. That's awesome. So far it's working out really well. I mean, the, the idea of like being in a, in a group chat, with 15, you know, high school kids all at the same time trying to do a, a live demonstration, you know, using, you know, who knows what a camera and yeah. trying to keep track of chats. And if somebody's you know, oh being God. distracted and muting their yeah. video or audio, like it just was way too much to try to like have things set up as, you know, they would be in a classroom. It just doesn't work that well in life. So I feel like found a good, good balance of all, you know, different types of visual information. So they're not just doing one thing the whole time and, you know, making good use of the technology. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then your family had a, do you want to share anything about that? What happened? 
Uh, I, I guess so. I, uh, yeah, I do. I don't really know the story of it, so I'm curious. <laughs> well, um, we got in a horrible uh, car accident. Um, my brother uh, called us up last week and said that they had uh, canceled a tennis tournament that he and his wife were supposed to be in, and that was in Palm Springs. Uh-huh. And he said that his his uh, timeshare at the hotel wouldn't let them, re, you know, refund their what they had paid for it. So they asked us if we wanted to go use their timeshare. Yeah, this doesn't necessarily. Need to, oh, that's awesome. These details yeah. are irrelevant. Oh, but it yeah, is. it was awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so we. Uh, it turns out the kids' school is canceled the next day. My school is canceled the next day. So we just uh, decided to leave. And it was late on Thursday. It had started raining. So, you know, LA is a mess. And yeah. what should have been a two hour drive turned into like a four hour drive. Oh. So we, uh, we were driving to Palm Springs and, uh, uh, it, we were about 40 minutes away from Palm Springs. And I was driving on the freeway on the 10 you know, 70 miles an hour. Um, and the drunk driver came, uh, swerved in front of a semi and we were on the opposite side of the semi. So we couldn't see him coming. And, you know, bef- you know, like out of the blue our both the semi and our headlights are lighting up this car. That's all of a sudden right in front of me. And I'm going 70 miles an hour, you know? Oh my God. So it's just like, it was so confusing and disorienting just to be like, I'm three and a half hours into this drive. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, this thing is right in front of me. So, oh my um, God. so the car hit our car and the way that he hit us, uh, forced us in front of the semi and the <sighs> semi scraped along the other side of our car and turned us into a spin. Oh my God. Yes. It was horrifying. It really was like, and stuff like that happens so fast and you're already in this kind of like, I've been driving forever haze. So, um, it spun us around and we were just completely blessed. Um, and this is where I run a dice territory because I started to get emotional, but yeah. Just, uh, we're very fortunate to land on, uh, the far right shoulder. We're facing tor into traffic. Um, and everybody was, you know, thank goodness, uh, not hurt. And we were out of traffic, you know, very easily could have landed, you know, spun around in, into traffic and gotten a pile up or, you know, we could have spun because when the semi hit us and there's so many things that could have happened that would have killed all or some of us, you know, and, uh, we ended up, you know, nobody was hurt. Laura and I are a little sore, but, but, uh, and the kids were, you know, pretty traumatized by the whole thing, but very fortunate that we landed on the shoulder of the freeway. Um, everybody was safe. Uh, like there was smoke in the car from all the like burning rubber that was from the tires. And I jumped out of the car to, cause there was, like people had pulled over and I was worried that other, somebody else might've been, you know, injured. Um, so I got out and, uh, luckily two people had seen the whole thing and they, one of the witnesses had been driving behind the drunk driver for like a mile and saw them swerving. So, 
Oh, my gosh. Um, so there were witnesses. The unfortunate thing, uh, well, there were many unfortunate things about the thing, but the drunk driver spun off into the opposite side of the freeway, uh, the shoulder on the opposite side of the freeway, and he drove off down the, the left <gasps> shoulder. And so, uh, you know, through all the chaos, uh, like I ran back to our car when I saw that he was driving away, I ran back to our car and asked Laura to give me my phone camera so I could get a picture of his license plate. Um, but our phones had been knocked down around the, um, the gas yeah. pedal. Yeah. And so she, she couldn't find it and the guy got away and nobody got a picture of him. So, um, so it was a hit and run and that makes the insurance situation uh, a little trickier, but oh, um, man. that being said, the, the police were there in 10 minutes and we were like less than a mile away from the, the, the police office. So we were safe and the, the, the kids and Laura sat in the policeman's car. I mean, this is, we're already like way past their bedtime. It's like nine 30. And, uh, we had to get Ubers. So we went to the, went to the police station to assess the damage and whether or not we could drive the car. The tow truck truck came to get our car. The policeman was awesome with our kids, gave them coloring and candy and stuff like that. Uh, um, and then, you know, had to take an Uber for the last 40, 40 minutes of the drive to get to this, you know, timeshare hotel. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. It was a mess, but we're alive and uh, feel so yeah. blessed. It's one of those, you know, just moments that completely, um, you know, time stops for, for a second and you realize just how incredibly fragile life is, you know? Yeah. So. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's just terrifying. Yeah. It was. It was terrifying. And how did you get home? Well, uh, so the next day, we, uh, while I was dealing with the, the cops and uh, the, you know, all the damage and stuff like that, uh, Laura had the, the insurance on the phone um, right after it happened. And then the next day, we picked up a rental car that's covered by the insurance. And uh, so we had a car uh, when we were in. Palm Springs and uh, drove that back and we'll have it until uh, whatever happens with our van is resolved. Oh, I'm really glad you're okay. I was like playing it out in my head. Like who would have called, who would have messaged, how would I have ever known you'd been killed and like the just I mean, oh, my podcast gosh. and tell them just the whole terrible. <laughs> it is. It I, is. I mean, just that all of you are completely safe and not hurt is yeah. incredible. Yeah, you just imagine just the ripple effect of, yeah. you know, of events like that and how many ways, uh, you know, just one little thing could have been different and changed uh, the rest of my life, you know, and everybody's life because, you know, we're all connected. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then grading was due on Sunday and we started uh, teaching online on Monday and it was like we're, you know, and just... And this Corona stuff is going on and trying to get groceries is a mess. And it's just so much just hitting all at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Anyway, that, that, that is 
all the update I've got and the, you know, the accident of course kind of overshadows everything that's happening right now, but uh, you know, just so grateful to be alive. Right. You know. What's the situation? I know I keep asking you all the questions here, but I'm just curious, what's the situation as far as like groceries and grocery shopping in LA? Um, well, uh, the mayor announced that all like restaurants are closed okay. and, uh, major events and, you know, venues that, that yeah. yeah. So, um, grocery shopping, we, we went to Costco in, in, um, Palm Springs thinking that there would be less population there to, but yeah. it was just, as, it was just as crazy, you know, all like water diapers, uh, diaper wipes, you know, things that we are uh, interested in. Everything's gone. Rice, uh, yeah, you name it. Like if it's a staple, you know, it, it's gone. And then just here, um, you know, the local stores, it's it's kind of crazy because like I went to Smart and Final last night and every single shopping cart was taken. And but the lines weren't long at the the registers. It was like everybody was just a zombie. Yeah. Going up, going up and down the aisles, trying to find, uh, you know, whatever product that they need to stock up on and nothing, you know, I mean, if you want pickles, I guess, you know, they're probably there, but all, all the main stuff is, is down to the, you know, drags. Anyway, it's, it, it's, it's surprisingly quiet. I mean, I guess it's not surprising because everybody's kind of holding up in their house. Um, but they, uh, they're not, they've suspended uh, street uh, like law enforcement uh, for like street cleaning. Hmm. So not as, not as many tickets cause everybody's home. So there's just lots of little, uh, little things are changing up the normal routine, but shopping, you can get it done. I don't think it's, doesn't I'm we're not as worried about that I guess as other people seem to be but it still is like a haunting scene to to go and yeah see shelves empty and stuff how is it for you guys it is it I haven't gone and done a um big big shop yet I tempted and I ended up buying just six 12 packs of sparkling water and a whole bunch of almond milk I didn't <laughs> <laughs> strategic about I got I got about 40 bananas and then five gallons of almond milk and then six cans of sparkling water six mm. cases of sparkling water and that was that was my hit um any pork loin or was that no, not part of the emergency <laughs> strategy I know I know so I have a woman that does my meal prep for me has done for the past year so I get my meals from her every week and so but she said when I went to pick up my meals yesterday was she said she was having a hard time getting the food to make the meals so she said you better go start loading up on stuff if you can get it so um, I have to figure out where to go do that and see about it but there doesn't there's not a frenetic energy around here in Madison Um, Mm. but it is strange to have uh, like not be able to go to the gym and just the regular routine of my life is is altered and I just feel this over the like low grade not even I don't know mixed middle grade just anxiety and um anxiousness and discontent of of just um just feeling ungrounded and and uh a little rattled Mm -hmm. um 
trying to stay really positive, but just, just a little shooken. And then I had a thing with where I'd gotten a physical last week, last Monday, and then got a, my regular mammogram. And they're like, yeah, we got to, you need to come back in. And Oh, my gosh. So that That's... was really scary. And so I got that message on Thursday. And I said, well, can I come in on Friday? They're like, yeah, you're going to have to come in on Monday. And so all weekend. Oh, gosh. I was kind of worried That's about that. And, and I was pretty good about, like, letting it go and just, like, trusting, you know, it's going to be okay. And then, but just was weighing on me. Mm-hmm. So we went in yesterday and they had a, did a further exam. And thank goodness it was clear, um, but it was just on top of everything, just that, that weighted feeling of, like, oh, all right. You know, it makes me, it makes me realize, I guess, or appreciate how – like all these low grade things that, you know, just this sense that there's things aren't safe, you know, or things aren't normal or there's, it just makes me appreciate how like blessed we are to be in a country where there's enough stability, right. That we don't have to have that constant low grade fear of, of, you know, being safe and taken care of, you know, like there are so many people across the world um, that don't live in places where uh, they can make certain assumptions about the prevalence of or availability of food and medical care and I don't know, it's just, or, you know, a, a law-abiding police force or government, you know, like there are so many things that we can take for granted uh, that make our lives uh, not have to have all that low-grade, like, fear and uncertainty. I don't know. It's a good time to recognize that we got it. We got it pretty good. You know? Oh, absolutely. And I was thinking that like if they canceled my appointment said, you know, sorry, we can't do it. And I was thinking, wow, just the thought of like, if you need, you want to get a follow-up and you can't, you know, if they said, no, we d- we're not taking any patients right now, or, you know, mm-hmm. just like levels of like, and I was prepared to say, okay, but if I needed treatment, I needed treatment, but maybe I wouldn't have been able to get it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. There's so many different angles and levels. Of and then Sean's is utterly annoyed by the entire thing. He's like, it's just the flu. Oh my God. And it's just like completely <laughs> super irritated. And then so it's just like, it's these extremes. So, yeah. Well, I, we've, it seems like both of those, you know, sentiments are coming at us from the media, though. Like, or, you know, just the, the, general sense is like well, there's one extreme of like everybody's taking this way out of out of control and it's not that big a deal and then on the other side is like uh, this is very serious and you got to right. shut everything down so yeah it's kind of strange the conflict yeah. and the concept of how long i think it's just strange to think how long this is like i, I think it's like okay this is a little crazy for a couple of days and you're like this it's a strange thing to wrap your mind around. This is a new normal. So, right. Right. So even thinking about liberate opening in two weeks, it's just been something to kind of think about how even just the sense of community and the gathering together, I think I already feel that isolation of not having my, the people I see on a regular basis and just having Mm -hmm. that, that connection um, and the longing for that. So I think that Liberate's going to be coming at a good time for 
as far as being able to focus and be home and then also just have a great community of people that are and being able to have a focus a, a group focus and support system so mm-hmm. I think that's going to be one of, uh, well, I'm hoping anyway, that that's one of the positive uh, byproducts of all of this is that schools and just human beings in general are going to have to uh, get a little bit more sophisticated in in how they connect and communicate online, right? And I think that can be a, well, that can be a fantastic thing. You know, like I already see with my kids, like my parents have gotten more savvy with uh with facetime and with marco polo and like they they still want to connect with the kids so they're finding ways to make that happen and i think even when life is back to normal them having had to go through that is going to you know connect us more and give us more ways to uh, right 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 and that can happen at at a more macro scale of like schools and universities and cultures like I, i think this is a hopefully going to be one of the times that we're forced into change that is inevitable and, and hopefully good. Cirrus, it's all various. I, <laughs> I need, Sorry. I need a good, good stand-up comedian or something. It just feels yeah. so heavy. Yeah. That's what I felt like too. I felt a little, um, even like I'm not being fun. I felt that little, inst- that relationship insecurity of like, I'm not being darling and not that I all the time, but I feel like I'm pretty, I can be, I just felt like I'm like kind of in this, got this energy I don't like. That's just like, mm-hmm. but I think it's coming from this underlining, just, just like, oh, yeah. so yeah. it's having to stay just right where not to be forward thinking and just be like right here today. And, and I think having a gratitude list and just being right with, and focusing on like, how can I love the people around me and, and just be, be there for them. And yeah, I think that, man, that is the thing, right. Is don't, uh, the worry is that we take all of this and, and turn inward and disconnect and uh, focus on our fears and everything that's wrong with the world. Right. Instead of using this as an opportunity to work harder, to connect and be grateful and, uh, you know, and reach out, turn outward. I don't know. I can see it both extremes uh, available to us and uh, definitely see, you know, that in the paranoia that's happening. Yeah. Do you have any clever um, art art suggestions for people that they could sort of think about a little project or some, what was the thing you were te- teaching about with your phone for your students? It's It was a project I did last year that, turned out really well. And so that I'm doing it again this year, but essentially I have them take an object that is inherently boring. Like does Mm -hmm. it's an object that uh, does not seem to be worth taking a picture of, right? (laughs) Like, like stuff, uh, a piece of crumpled paper in their pocket or, you know, something that they would not choose uh, as an interesting subject. And then to use the different uh, concepts of contrast and composition and, uh, you know, things that, and rule of thirds, all the things that we've talked about in class so far to try to uh, make a compelling image using this as their subject. But that is just this first stage. The next stage is I have them print out the picture that they take uh, two two copies 
and with one copy they crumple it up and they agitate it with sandpaper or run it under water or dump uh, some kind of colored liquid on it. Um, and then on the other one, I have them hold it up against a window. Uh, so the back is facing them and trace shapes from the, mm, cool. uh, from the photograph. And they don't necessarily have to be recognizable shapes, but just kind of following lines that they see in the, in the photograph. Uh, and then color it in with, pens or markers or um, pencils or whatever. And then they take pictures of these two. So this is a three, three class project. It sounds complicated, but it's broken oh, up yeah. into smart pieces. Then they take pictures of these two, um, two messy photographs that they did or one tracing one uh, agitated uh, photograph. Um, and then they layer all three, the original and the two versions that they made they layer all three of those in Photoshop on top of each other, and they do four different compositions using these three, di three different layers in different ways, like with different blend modes and um, using different kinds of filters and image adjustments and stuff like that. So they come up with a grid of four square compositions that are all based on different uh, combinations of these three layers of visual information. Does that make oh, that sense? Oh, that sounds fantastic. I love it. Yes. I, well, I like the I like the combination, and this is kind of a theme, I guess, in my own work, a combination of digital and physical, right? Yeah. And digital and analog. And I like the idea of translating what, uh, you know, they see on their computer screen through all this kind of physical process and then re-digitizing that to use the tools of, uh, you know, available in Photoshop, so... No, it turns out really well. I'll have to send you. Uh, I'll send you uh, some of the results. Last year it was it was awesome. I would love to see it. I know um, a woman I work with, uh, who I'm mentoring. She Jen. She would love. She does a lot of digital stuff, but it's really working on combining that with mixed media um, on wood panels with her photography. And I think that would be really a cool exercise for her to play around with. So, anyone, cool. anybody too. But that's really neat. Yeah. So you've got uh, you've got <coughs> Liberate coming up. Yep, Liberate opens on weeks. March thirty first for registration. It'll be open for a week for to register, and then the course will begin. And um, anyone who signed up last year will be um, have access to the you know the second version of it, where we have added more things, and there's just more more even more there. So. I'm excited. I think it's going to be really good to get into. And I'm crazy about the books that people are finishing up right now. And I just, it's, they're beautiful. And I just see how it's implemented. What's been learned has been implemented into their pages. And it just, it's, it's tight. Awesome. It's tight. Tight. It's, cool. it's just tight. So it's like, I, I've seen, um, I've seen images of, have I seen images of one of the books yet? Or have I seen none of the books? You've seen Susie's images of her book. Right. I don't, maybe Tammy's finished hers. Um, the latest one is um, Emily's, who's just is seen, being sent off, I think, tonight to get printed. Um, and uh, wow, that's so exciting. Really cool. And then they're doing, they're sharing demos and showing some of their processes, which will then be put into this next round of the course so people can see how other people have applied and done gone about it in different ways so there's different solutions and it's cool it's really cool and 
they're so excited and it's 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 happening it's like the the question of like well if i wait you know it's like you could wait a year but what if you didn't wait a year and that the feeling of mm. who out there you not doing something you need to do is is holding it back from someone who needs it there's someone out there who needs what exactly mm. what you have to say exactly what you have to give to the world and um like i talked about like Bono didn't question the going, well, the Rolling Stones, the Beatles already did it. So who am I to do anything? You know, it's like, right. so it's, you know, there's not, Bono's not trying to beat Beethoven, you know, like we just have to do, do us. And it's mm -hmm. for the world to, to, to have not, it's not, it's not ours. Right. That's a, that's a great important lesson to learn. Yeah. And relearn. I love that this part of, I think I'm ready. I'm so ready to be back in that teacher mode. So has it, has it been good to, to build up that appetite again though? Like to have some space to lay low and then. Yeah. And then I, cause I do have a few clients that I, I do private coaching with on Fridays. So that it's been a nice lead in because I'm working so closely with them on certain phases of the book making of the process that I can hone in even more like, Oh, okay. I want to, bring add this and add this into it so it can kind of even be that much more razor focused on specific parts of the process and so seeing where there's a little like there's question or oh we could we could do this other few other ways we could solve it and so yeah I feel prepped I feel prepped I feel rested I feel good and I've got oh the cool thing with um when we looked at the venue for the wedding we have our venue picked out Awesome. Wonderful, wonderful barn with chandeliers is great spot. And when we were there, the woman, Stephanie, she said, oh, this beautiful florist we've started working with. And she had the kind of a book of her work and it was really artistic. And so I reached out to this woman and said, you know, I just would love to, to, to talk to you further about possibly doing the, the flowers. Cause I think that's the, really such a statement part of a an event is like really unique, beautiful, bold flower design. It's just can be so mm. magical. So um, it turns out she's had spilling open since 2000 when she graduated from art school here at UW-Madison. UW oh so awesome. she just pulled out spilling open like six months ago to give to her 14-year-old daughter. And so she was like, this is so cool manifestation of, so I'm really, she's like really a creative, great, great energy. So I'm like, very looking you know it's like gonna be a cool collaborative thing to work with her so that's, oh, that's awesome wonderful so things just are unfolding like that in a good way so chandelier in a barn yes chandeliers i'm i'm wrapping my 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 brain around that so chandelier not so cozy chandelier yeah, totally. in a barn yes right chandelier, chandelier in a barn <laughs> starting to cozy that right up and that becomes not only cozy but there's there's that nice tension between formal and beautiful yes. and yes elegant oh. and then there's yep. a fireplace all right yeah it's it works and there, there's an outdoor like wood burning oven for pizzas so yes is it for pizzas or is it yes. just a, yes it's for pizzas. it is for pizzas oh yeah. my gosh where do you yeah. find this? This sounds like paradise. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. So that's happening. September 20th, 2020.
Mark the date. Send happiness your way. Yes. That's awesome. All right, my friend. This was a good catch up. So grateful you guys are okay. And uh, you should be getting the calendar from Sean that Sean uh, is <laughs> very adamant. He's like, did you send that to Trent yet? I'm like, I, it's been a, a week. So it's like first thing on Monday morning, I was like, yet. <laughs> got that thing sent off. Well, I will anxiously await my new calendar. <laughs> he put our wedding date in. He's like, we're going to mark the date. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's so many things I love about that. Yeah. Very cool. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Sabrina Ward Harrison and at Trent Reynolds Art. And check out the show notes at roominthetrees.com where you can also get in touch if you have any ideas you'd like to share. If you like this podcast, please consider showing your support. You can become a subscribing patron at patreon.com forward slash room. Please help us grow our audience by rating us or writing a review on iTunes. To do that, you can use the link roominthetrees.com forward slash iTunes 